Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. Noon straight up. I actually really low key hate this song with the fire of a thousand suns. Not a fan of this song sucks. (laughs) And it's played at every wedding, dance hall, game. Oh, God almighty. This guy's got so many better songs. I know this one is the only because they here's what it is. If you want to get rich in music, there's two things you need to do, right? And I know we're talking about Gerard Mayo, and we're going to get into it. And the guy who texted about, talk about the Red Sox. Good luck to you, pal. But you want to make money in music, here's all you got to do. You do a Christmas album, or you do a song that people can chant. Or why do people like that? Why do people like that song? Well, for part of it is when you went to a dance, if you were younger, you would sing the song and sing dirty words with it, which is just stupid. But then there's the like, why stripes never have to make another song again because the seven nation army. Uh, Seriously. Which one's that? Uh, The uh, like the Bruins goal song. I don't know. Oh, boy. I can't remember. Uh, the uh, <laughs> but if that's all you got to do, what about Mr. Brightside? Is it n- no? Well, oh, this one, this right? One. How many people just go? It's chanted at every game, even when it's not playing. I would also. That's add- all you got to do: Christmas or chant. That's it. Why are W? Uh, now again, wrestling still. Why are some of those songs so popular? Because they set them up to where you can chant. I would also Why add... Why John Cena famous? John Cena sucks! People can sing it. Oh, Kurt Angle, too. Kurt Angle! You suck! You suck! It's a part of the fun. It's the same thing. You want to get people... You Hey, you want to have a nice, uh, a nice uh, hippity-hoppity dance song? Do something that people can chant, and there you go. You got to hit. You make a money forever. I would say I would like to add seasonal. To the mix now. You mentioned a Christmas album, but you, first of all, you need to be successful to have a. Uh, you have to have a, a really. You have to have a good, you know, music career before you roll out a Christmas album. You waiting right? for somebody's big Memorial Day spectacular? Are oh, you seasonal? <laughs> seasonal. Anything um, um, representing summer? Ah. Uh, Anything representing? Uh, so it could be Jimmy Buffett. It could be you know uh, the Fresh Prince in the summertime. Like that song well, plays forever. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, because there are those. That exists now. You know, I'm just saying, like a seasonal song that represents summer, good times, getting drunk, throwing up on a pontoon boat, something like that. Uh, does uh, does uh, no, I just read something. And I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of. Uh, oh, damn it! How about some socks talk? I just saw that. And did text. you see that tweet? Please. Text I, like seriously. I, will, I here. I am going to pay that off for this guy. What do you I'm, have? I'm gonna pay it off. No, no, because it comes to it comes to the crap. I, I, I had comes, a music brain fart. So go no, ahead. no, no. It's it, it ties in 
You want sock talks? Sock talk based on uh, we were going to do a little craft. Uh, and the, uh, and by the way, conference. the Bruins thing is zombie nation. Sorry, we made a mistake. Go ahead. No, no. I want to I wanna make sure we uh, reference this, the Red Sox, and I have a way to do that. By ripping them to shreds. Oh, please do that. Well, no, we were going to do the the the, the craft oh, uh, press conference at two thirty. Get into it. Okay, so so craft talked at two p.m. Right. Yep. So there was the joint statement by Bill and Kraft. Bill spoke for like I don't know four minutes. Kraft spoke for maybe five minutes, yep. and then they left. And then it was announced that no questions at that meeting. Right at that press conference. Kraft was going to take questions at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. So he actually did that. So we can play some of the things uh, that he said, but off the top of my head while I was in my car driving home, I kept thinking about the Red Sox. Really? I kept thinking about the Red Sox and because they had just, just coming off the whole, hey, we're having this winter meeting, we're not going to... We're not gonna. Um, the winter weekend has turned into a Jonathan Papelbon one man show. Yeah, we're not. Our ownerships aren't. We're not gonna take questions. We're not gonna like, discuss anything. We're not gonna do the fan fest thing because we're cowards. We don't want to. We can't take the heat. Kraft, I give him credit for going up there and sure he didn't answer the question exactly the way you want it to. He was a little evasive, but you got the picture. If you're smart enough, you can understand what the real problem was. And if you don't like mutually agreeing to to part ways and it's really just a firing, I, so what? It's semantics. Was Did they part ways? Sure. Was he fired? Yes. Both are true. The fact is that he had the guts to stand up there and take questions. He actually did it. And... I respected the hell out of that. I thought it was excellent because the other franchises, other owners don't do it. They won't do it. Well, I think we have two in the city that don't and two that do. I think when uh, the Ime Udoka situation reared its ugly head, you had Wick Grosbeck sit up there and answer the questions as the owner, governor of that team. Robert Kraft came out yesterday. You might not have loved some of the answers, but he was present and accountable. And I think in the past, the Jacobs family had been very much criticized for rolling out Don Sweeney or Cam Neely. But even Charlie Jacobs has gotten to a point where he's like, hey, man, even I got to sit there and at least be on the dais. Whereas to your point with the Red Sox, we went from, well, let's not put ourselves in a position to where our owner might say something to get booed Instead, let's just, you know, like, is Jonathan Papelbon going to show uh, show up dressed as a court jester? Hey, everybody, I'm here to be the wacky guy to keep you from remembering that they don't have pictures like me. Yay! That's what it it feels like. It it drives me crazy sometimes because ownership, most owners don't interact with the players, or they, they do when it's convenient for them. So the fact that Kraft was able to, was willing to, like, take questions, because he doesn't have to. The Tennessee Titans, they fire Mike Vrabel. They have this choreographed little, like, video that they send out oh. by their in-house, like, uh, radio guy. It was all rehearsed. It was all just you know, tempered in their favor, it and they didn't edited. say a damn thing. Yeah, it's all it edited was, now, What man. a pathetic, cowardly way of going about your business. You cannot bad. say that you're, you're – uh, you can't talk about the fans and – this is their team, and we're going to do right by you, and blah, 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 and just uh, 
just avoid answering the most basic questions. Why is it so hard to say why you fired the coach? Why? Hey, it's I'm a businessman. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be accountable. You don't want to be held to what you said. You don't want to contradict yourself. Hey, it's okay. We we didn't listen. We sucked the last four years. We didn't think it was working anymore. Uh, if it doesn't work, blame me. I own the team, and this is what I decided to do. If you don't agree with it, too bad. I'm sorry. Get a billion dollars. Buy your own team. Well, that's what they should say. That is what they should say. What they, I feel they're, like they don't. We, oh, we can't handle it. No, it is. I think there are. I think with Robert Kraft in particular, right? If you were to evaluate the owners in the city just in terms of their vibe and feel, some people couldn't pick Jeremy Jacobs out of a lineup, but you would recognize who Charlie Jacobs is, but no one remembers anything that guy has ever said good, bad, or indifferent in a lot of ways. I think with Wick Grosbeck, there is that kind of level of accountability, but in the NBA, you got to make sure you don't offend a player. Good Lord, don't even, you know, like, you can get on a coach, you can get on the refs, you can get on other owners, you can get on the commissioner of the league, but by God, if you're an owner, don't you say anything cross about a player that could usurp their mental state. John Henry can't be put in front of a, I mean, I, the, the Red Sox are just punting on to be like, fine, rip us, we can't put this guy out there. After listening to Robert Kraft a little bit yesterday, I appreciate the fact that he was there. He was accountable. But we're almost getting to the point to where I think he's going to back off some of these as well because in some of the audio that we're going to hear, there was some real pauses and some real, like, again, I don't want I, I to sound ugly here, but this was the first time to me where Robert Kraft sounded really old. And it was like, oh, he can still make decisions but in terms of putting him out in front of the media and having to answer some of those, I mean, there were some real long pregnant pauses at the beginning for him to really be able to kind of gather it all up. And as it, Robert Kraft even made a joke about short-term memory within this thing yesterday. And he's not losing it, don't get me wrong, but I think the public front-facing forward Robert Kraft, that was tough yesterday because there were some questions that he just really didn't have answers to and couldn't even, in my opinion, come up with some halfway decent kind of bullcrappy answers even after stopping down and thinking about it a little bit. But with me, with Robert Kraft, it's all about he wants to keep the blood off his hands publicly as much as possible. Absolutely. And that's, that's where it. all this lands yeah. again. So you got different, you got different owners with different objectives and different things you're trying to manage now. And to me, with Robert Kraft, it is, I can't be the bad guy. I cannot wear the dark, I can't wear the dark hat. Because I'm one of you. I, I sat in those bleachers with those cold benches, and I sat with my kids, and we suffered just as much as you did. Mm -hmm. And there's an aspect of it that kind of insulates him from criticism. And you know what? I don't care what his PR motives were. I don't care what he was trying to shove down your throat. I like the fact that he took questions and I and that's why I was driving up. I said the Red Sox just flat out just are just refusing to even to even humor us. Well, For one time out of the year, you can sit up there on stage. You don't really have to say anything. Someone can ask you a, a, a planted host can sit up there and ask you a, a, a question on a tee, and you don't really have to answer. You can just literally look to Sam Kennedy, and he'll answer it. But let me push back on something you just said there a little bit, and that would be the, ah, I don't care about the PR end. But did the PR end, 
lead Robert Kraft to be in the fields to box himself in to have to give Mayo this job because they put it in the contract. Meaning they're trying to manage the PR. Well, you know, if, if Bill goes, how do I keep the fans happy? I know. Mayo. Man, I don't. You See, think. I, but but it, how is it all not a part of the thought process? I'm not saying that Robert Kraft is led or that his decisions are completely led by what the reaction's going to be and can I save face and my reputation be intact. But I can't put it out of my mind that when you start to look at how all of this stuff has kind of gone down, it feels like. The first thing you're trying to manage is the PR end of it. So why would I not allow myself to go back over a year ago where Robert Kraft maybe fanboys out over thinking about losing Gerard Mayo, and then it's the, well, you know, Bill's got to leave sometime, and boy, that'd be an easy cushion where the fans wouldn't rip me. I, I, can't, I can't take that out of what could have been Robert Kraft's thought process that led us to today basically having to give Mayo the head coaching job. I, I believe, personally, that there was some uneasiness going into this week. The uneasiness, because you're going into that Jets game and everybody knows what's going to happen. It's just a, it's just a semantics now. You're just like, okay, we'll do the press conference. You don't see Mayo everywhere. Everybody knows that Bill's leaving, and it's already, pre, it's already understood that Mayo is the next guy. And people in the building know it's the next guy. Bill! Probably knows it's the next guy. Mm -hmm. Mike Reese put together a whole news news and notes about like how that whole thing was playing out and paraphrasing for Mike and how and how like uh, I don't think Bill was too happy about how it was being measured and placed. Hey, I'm in the building, and you know this is what's going on so, here. So Mayo, who some some or at least one person called today and was like, "Hey, wait a minute, the guy whose reporting was right." His buddies with Mayo, how in the world is this all getting out there and jumping on the whole Tommy e thing? So Gerard Mayo was sensitive to what was being said before he even got the job. And I'm and, and we're supposed I to be think about that. And, and yeah, and we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. Didn't even have the job and started raising objections. On the narratives yeah. that were out there. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of narratives, buddy. Oh, get ready. There's going to be a lot of narratives. A lot of them. Like, just a bam, 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 bam. Get yep. ready to deflect them. They're going to come at you. They're gonna, he's going to have a, 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 a grace period here for a while. And he should. He's a first-time head coach. I just don't know. Are fans so just emotionally and just in love with Gerard Mayo that they're willing to just deal with losing? Oh, it's also... Oh, we have a nice guy in there now. He'll give good press. You think conferences. you think he's going to give good press conferences, huh? Oh, I think that's what the expectation is <laughs> from gonna, the fans. He's going to be just as evasive as Bill was. Interesting. Maybe more so. Well, it's so funny, Fourier, that you uh, bring up the first-time head coaches because at one o'clock, we've done the work. We've looked it all up. We've broken down the percentages. The uh, first-time head coach hits. Going all the way back to 2014, we can put a percentage on how much risk, let's say, the Crafts are assuming in putting in a first-time head coach. And the numbers will shock you. Shock you when you really go back and look at it. Because there are some guys on the hit list 
who did well, who've already been fired. We'll break that all down. We're loaded again. 617-779-7937. Chicken Nick's ready to trend. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We gon' be alright, right? We gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Are we gon' be alright? Are you feeling like right now the Patriots are going to be all right? 617-779-7937. Uh, if, uh, if you're just tuning in the show for the first time, first of all, welcome. Welcome. We love everybody. Welcome all of us. Everyone is welcome here. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and social media. Get us on Instagram, Gresh and Fourier, spell the A and D in between our last names. And on Twitter or X, it is Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Right back to the phones we go. Let's go to Paul and Quincy with Gresh and Fourier this afternoon. Paul, what's up? Hey, gentlemen, the Gerard Mayo thing isn't really a surprise. We were talking about it a couple of months ago that he would be the guy. Now, we have to give him a chance. We don't know who he's going to bring in for coordinators, who the quarterback's going to be. But you mentioned the GM. Didn't they do this in reverse? Don't you bring the GM in first and have him pick the coach? Unless they just bring a personnel guy in. Yeah. To do all that stuff. Yeah, Paul, it feels like it's all going to be in-house. I don't, I don't, I, to the best of our knowledge, we've heard no reports of the Patriots even requesting interviews with uh, yeah. other, other candidates or people who could be even for the GM job. You know, you have to give him a little bit of time. We have to see first, again, who he brings in as coordinators. Is he going to keep Mac Jones? Is he going to get a quarterback? We won't know until after the draft, until late April, the direction that it's going in with free agency and stuff like that. So, Well, free agency again, will happen first there, Paul. And, and thank you for mentioning the draft uh, because we are headed to the draft in an RV. We just need an RV. Any, every call you take, first, before you ha- – listen, callers, I know you guys are lined up. It's, it's a big day in Patriots history. Before you give your point or make a statement, please um, acknowledge whether or not you have an RV. Let's go to Dave and Stoughton. Hi, Dave. Yeah, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> Dave wasn't listening. Hey, listen. <laughs> why, why are we hiring little Bill? I don't get it. Uh, it is interesting. And, it is interesting, Dave, that at one point in time, I think it was Ian Rappaport called, uh, said that he was a Gerard Belichick in a report yesterday. Exactly. And the other thing is, how many he oh, man. Two today. Twice. He, he, uh, What's wrong with you, hold on, people? I'll, I'll finish Dave's sentence. See, it's it, you know what it is? You and your, your freaking uh, uh, he didn't even listen. No, but here's what Dave wanted to say. I can't take two more effing years of single-digit wins, let's just say, uh, or eight or less. I think that's where uh, Dave was going. And again, I know we'll do it at 1 o'clock. Roll out the uh, the first time head coaches since 2014. Wait until you hear the list. 
It's interesting. Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, – it was either somebody who just wanted to pick nits with me or their Mayo guy on the text machine who said, well, if none of those people had top three picks, then your list is invalid. <laughs> just wait. Just wait and listen to some of the names, and then you can uh, go back and uh, look at the picks and all that kind of stuff. And I was covering him. We called him Gerard Belichick just because that's how much of a disciple he was for Bill Belichick. Listen, when we used to interview him way back in the day, years and years and years ago, we would interview him like on that Friday, and it was like right before they had practice. The interviews were so bad wow. because he was so guarded and so just, just you know, just committed to not saying anything. And I was like, wow. Then we saw him on uh, current show. We're like, wow, this guy's got a personality. Hey, let me ask you real quick. Um... I think there might be some Patriot fans who have an expectation of, oh, Bill's gone. Now everybody's going to talk. I am curious. I, I, I think, at least for the short term, that's going to stay the same. That's going to stay the same, but the, you mean the Belichick way of pu- shutting it yeah, down? Yeah, or I do think, you think? It, and okay. it's all based on the locker room, anyways. I mean, if I roll in there, um, and what does a Mayo say? Don't ever say this, that. Always speak for yourself. I'm sure he's going to give the same message. Hey, only speak for yourself. Don't speak in hypotheticals. Um, you know, and really, and like, and never give any predictions, and don't give the other team any locker room material, right? Mm-hmm. Any bulletin board material. That would be the same way in any in any locker room. I think every coach says the same thing. It's just the, the Patriot players are so unbelievably robotic. It's almost embarrassing or actually commendable. Like they actually, you know, the well, guys that you no, hear from are the guys that are literally carry the water. And I know that Belichick is out of here, but you and I have talked a lot about how people didn't tank on him at the end of a bad season. The fact that on the whole for 24 years, he's been able to get the overwhelming majority of guys to kind of either shut up or sort of go along to get along is kind of rather amazing, quite honestly. I don't know if he'll be able to pull it off in another job. That'll be That's on the fascinating end of the bill stuff. And again, Belichick's down the line. Yep. Let's wait until he gets a job before we kind of, you know, think about some of that stuff. Because right now it is about, I mean, hell with Mayo. Geez, we haven't even gotten into staff. We haven't gotten into any of this stuff yet. It's about the fact that there wasn't a process and Mike Vrabel was out there. Let's go to Ed in Connecticut regression for you. Hi, Ed. Uh, this is twice in two days, so I got to get a life. First of all, I don't have an RV. I got Damn a bicycle it. if you guys want that. No, but bikes don't work. Secondly. All right, so I got two points. First, Mayo, bad pick. Uh, Of the three, Flores, Mayo, and Vrabel, I'm with Fourier. Vrabel, all day, every day, a guy who's got experience. But I don't think he's the right choice anyhow just of those three. I want to throw an angle out there. Jonathan Kraft's a puke. He's caused problems before with personnel and uh, and relationships, i.e. Logan Mankins, and I think there's a few others. Is it possible that... Jonathan will assume the crown fairly soon, and the coach was selected with that in mind as someone who would be the most deferential to Jonathan. We know Vrabel wouldn't. He had a few things to say on on the way out the door, but just throwing that angle out there as we uh, dissect this. It's a good job, Ed. You brought something to the show. That's a good thing to make us think about, and I would have to think that – 
this move in some way isn't driven by Jonathan Kraft, but it's signed off on. Because there's no way. Again, Jonathan Kraft is the president of the team. So even though he is not number one owner, top of the masthead like Robert is, he's number two in the organization. And yes, even above Bill Belichick, the president. Uh, that, that That's why I said for Washington, give Belichick the president's job and GM and HC. But anyway, I would find it hard to believe that there was a contractual document drawn up within the New England Patriots organization that had something in it for the future and Jonathan Kraft was unaware. I find that Same. almost impossible to believe. Yeah, but it, it, the the point that I like is this whole, you know, not that you need a yes man, but you don't want to hate each other. And I I think if Vrabel was here, listen, I don't think he is intimidated by anybody, <clears throat> and it, and it wouldn't be Jonathan. Um, it wouldn't be anybody. Uh, so. That that is actually interesting to just overall think about because what's was their this, working relationship? Was it a, well, was was it, this is a this is a safer pick? Not that you can control them because you don't want to control them. It's a safer pick. I think you probably you're willing to kind of go through your ups and downs with your hand picked, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, former first round pick that's been part of your organization team forever. Not that he's just gonna like lay down and let you walk all over him because that's not Gerard Mayo's style. But Vrabel style is the literally just listen. I, if it if it ain't right, if we don't like each other, it's like it's everyone's gonna know about it. You know what? Um, you might have just made the whole best point of the day. Oh my god, gold star! Which is the reminding everyone that this is the safe pick. This is the I know this guy. I don't want him to go. I'm comfortable with him. All of that. Where you're right. And I do think that even though Gerard Mayo has those characteristics in his personality, it is how do you go about presenting that to the owner? Because like you said, maybe Mayo a little more amenable to either working through some things or has the kind of personality to where you can figure it out. Whereas there are times where I feel like, like with Mike Vrabel, it would be like, you know, you'd be talking to him and you'd get into it and then you'd turn your back and he'd be like this and turn around and walk away type thing, you know? Like the, the whole, I could see that. Uh, however, I think that is healthy in the NFL. No, sure. If, if, if I mean, as long as you're also, not, and, and if you're being disrespectful to the owner, the owner can always turn around and say, hey, I sign checks. You know, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. Yeah. But some owners do not have that in them. Who says that for the Green Bay Packers? I would also say that. Do you think they, Mark they, Davis walks into a room and, like, takes it over from that end? Well, with, the, with his mere presence? Well, yeah. You no. know what I mean? Like, that's no. the, yeah. No, people are going to look at him and be like, oh, here comes Tommy boy. Listen, let's go to number four just to just to humor me. Let's see what this is all about. <sighs> Come on. just Listen, we're down that road now. We might as well keep going. Come here on. is Allen in Louisiana with Gretchen Fourier. Hello, Hello Allen. Hey, Alan. How are you today? Yeah, Good. I've got an RV for you, Christian. Okay. You one? Well, what um, what is it? What type of RV is it? It is a 2023 Tiffin Phaeton, 40 foot long. 40 footer, sweet. <laughs> Jesus. 
I'm already, <laughs> my bungus is about to fall out right now, thinking about driving across the George Washington Bridge with Billy farting in the back, Christian hanging out the window, like pegging people to finger or whatever, and there I am, like, just, well, hold my on. hands are white, Wait, grabbing Alan, the wheel. Alan, can, was, is this something that you, we would need a special license to drive? Oh, no, I would drive it. Oh, See, you, that was his mistake. He would not be driving uh, it. I would drive it. All right, Now, then. where is this? Is the RV in Louisiana? <laughs> yes. Well, 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 would you well, would you drive the RV to Boston and then drive us to Detroit? If we pay, what if we you pay know, for that, gas? It, it we'll pay like for the gas. Trip. It is a fun trip. We'll pay for the, we, we could pay for the gas. Well, the station's going to pay for the gas. So we're not going to pay for the gas. But you would drive it? Yeah, well, I'm, well it's got to get there somehow. You can't put it on a plane and fly it. All right, Alan, we're going to take your number, and then I am going to personally call you myself. Okay. Uh, all right, okay. Alan, all right, hang, hold hang on. Tight. We're going to take your number. This done. 15 minutes, and we, we're going to the draft. We're going. Alan's going to drive his RV from Louisiana. Oh, my word. Uh, he's got a Class A RV. I showed you a picture of it. A 2023, he said. Oh, we are rolling. <sighs> Done. You asked for the, you want to go to the draft? Bam. Done. Dunsky. Wait, this was my idea? Yep. Aren't you the one who blurted this out? It's amazing. We should go to the it draft. It only took us an hour to find we somebody should, who would drive us. We should go to the draft. We should go in an RV. You found somebody who would drive you from... The southernmost part, basically, of the country. No, here's what I want. People who have no, RVs no, no. want to drive their RV, though. No, here's what I want to do. They want a true. destination. They don't have anywhere to go. No, what I want is for us to take a steamship across <laughs> Lake Erie. Up the Mississippi to Honest Detroit. to God. Like, seriously, we'll fly somewhere and then steamship. Uh, or casino boat cruise uh, or something. This is going to be wild. Oh, lordy me. Right, we don't need an I RV. I stay here and run the show. Why can't I go? Hey, come on. Let's keep going. And I'm glad we settled that. Let's get back to down to business. Ooh, I was, there you go. Maybe Christian, Nick, and Billy can go, and I'll stay back here. You're going to work the board? Yeah. You'll Ken, miss out on going to have to run the show for three days. Oh, here is uh, Mark in Natick with Gresham Fourier. Mark, please, God, get us back to football. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm not going to swear it, but I do have an IV. It's, it's not an IV per se. It's like a pop-up. You can, like, tour with a Toyota. Oh, oh, you know what? Those those aren't are, are you? Well, my little Mazda tow that thing. Yeah, probably so, Christian. Yeah, he's got absolutely, a pop up. Absolutely, Mark. Are you a racing fan? Yes, I am. That's what I figured. Because I it's on two, as long as it's on two wheels. There you go, babe. Our, oh, on two wheels. Okay, I didn't know if that. I didn't know yeah, if you like sure. went to went to events or something. And because those pop up campers are not bad for like an overnight. They're actually pretty pretty uh, efficient. Yeah, it's good for a weekend, a little ghetto fabulous camping, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And if you, you know, you want to go, uh, uh, I was going to make a joke, but never mind. What do you got on uh, Bob Craft? <laughs> well, it's it's the uh, Mayo thing. Like, I think they hired him prematurely. I think everybody agrees on that, yeah? No, um, a lot of people, I, I think it's, to be 50, honest, I, I think it's 50-50. I think it's 50-50, maybe even 60-40, you know. But, no, I, I, I think people are still split. And, and, Mark, I think some of it is... Mike Vrabel's out there, and we're we're all comfortable with Vrabel, and we know the guy can coach. But well, that's what I'm getting to. You know, everybody wanted Vrabel 
They offered it to Mayo, so they can't hire Vrabel. What do they do a year from now, two years from now, when they have to fire Mayo? What's the narrative going to be then? Well, the Rooney rule and, every, and everything else. What's the narrative going to be then? Yeah, that's why they couldn't get rid of him now. How are they going to get rid of him later? Well, Mark, I would say this. Um, this is where it comes down to kind of Robert or Jonathan, and who is maybe making that decision? Because it feels like Mayo is very much Robert's handpicked guy, and Jonathan is aware as to what's going on, but. Especially when we get to this, uh, the list at at one o'clock of some of the names of the misses and the people that have been hired and all that kind of stuff. What you have across the league are varying degrees of patience, and now we're like everybody else in the NFL. Whereas before it was, you got Bill, you can be patient. You know, you got a real adult in there. It's somebody who knows what they're doing. Well, that guy's now gone. So now it is everybody's earning it. Now we all at least have reason to either be ridiculously optimistic or to be skeptical because there is no track record for some of these people. And that does kind of include the crafts. Like you struck lightning. You got Belichick and Brady and had a two-decade run. Now the decisions that ownership makes are at least being called into question or being talked about. Whereas before it was all Bill. Now it feels like it's going the other way, where it's going to be Robin and Jonathan, you all set this up. So then how, are they willing to be more patient or not? Because, yes, the Patriots went 8-9 and nine last year, technically a losing record. But the first time there was a real bad year, they shoved Bill out. And some people aren't going to forget that in terms of Mayo, because if you're in the middle of year three and you're ping-ding-a-ling around, I do wonder about the patience. One more. So let's go to one uh, before we break. And we let me let me find. Yeah, because this is the. Fir- I don't. Okay. Let's. No, just I think this is our guy, uh, Kevin. Oh, oh boy, in Brookline. Oh, okay. I think this is our guy, uh, Kevin. We're Gresham Fourier. What's up, Kev? Hey, Christian and Gresh, how are you guys doing today? We're good, buddy. What's good up, good friend? What do you have, pal? Well, uh, have food for you anytime you want it. But I have a, I have a motorhome and food. But thank God. The guy from Louisiana stepped up ahead of me. So there you go. I'm 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 clean. I'm clean on that. <laughs> so my question my question is I'm a while back I did call. I'm I'm still throwing up in my mouth about Kraft's performance and I got how he's skating on this. So he get, he lets Bill talk first, and then Robert talks, and then Robert has his own little press conference where. He continues to chuck Bill under the bus over and over and over again because this word, uh, what was the word they used? Uh, We agreed upon uh, all the the BS that this was all mutually agreed. There you go, yeah. You know, kumbaya. And you guys have been calling for a long time. It's all a pile of crap. I had said seven weeks ago, I I know you don't remember the conversation, but it was all about Robert's persona and how he was going to look getting out of this and this was the best he could do and even on his way out he had to chuck bill under the bus for all he did for him and rob uh, jonathan's not the puke robert's the puke and robert is now going to get what john henry gets because john henry gets crucified time and time again he's won he's won four world series robert's won six Yubba dubba do, right? But now I want you guys I want you guys to rip Robert 
for him to tell for all his crap that he's been pulling forever. Oh, man. Kevin. Because if you guys think that Robert's been sitting up in his corner corner office watching everything that Bill didn't have and said a word, come on, you guys are too smart for that. Yeah. Robert has got his nose in, he got his nose into everything, about everything, and now Bob says on the sidelines, well, Bill... Bill had control of everything. Bill made all the picks. Bill spent all the money. Bill did this. He did everything he did, everything he could protect to, to protect himself from looking bad. And that's what I said to you guys. Go. Okay, thank oh, you. Kevin. We, we got to go, you, Kevin. We got to go, Kevin. Thanks, thank Kevin. you for that. Real quick before we break. Yubba dubba do. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> that was the best line. Great job by Kevin. Uh, I did, dude, I don't even know if you even mentioned this. I just saw Mike Reese tweet this out what about 14 minutes ago. What do you got? Uh, Patriots will announce that Gerard Mayo will be officially introduced as head coach on Wednesday. What time? At 12 p.m. Eastern. Yeah! We will carry it live. Rating. We should Woo! end. Let's go, Cube. Yeah. We want some Cube. Who will uh, Who will be uh, Who will be there? We will should be, be there. No, no, no. We should be. No, we no, should no. be there what, too. What I'm saying is, who's the RV. Who's on yeah, the Mazda? Right. No, you know what'll happen. My Mazda. Awesome. Can we all pile into that thing? Who? It's tight. My son can't even fit in it. Yeah, we. No have, one can really sit in the back seat. If we were to take one of our personal cars out there, it would have to be mine. We would have to just take mine as a joke, though. Oh, you can take yours as a joke. I got the luxury cruise. I want to sit in that bad thing. Yeah, that thing is comfortable. When I got into your car after getting out of mine, I was like, wow. Why do I have such a small car? I know. It's your uh, cheapness. I know. No, it's, it's. I don't know. I thought it was like, I thought I was being efficient. Maybe that's part of it. <laughs> well, what is a big deal is that there is no big deal or big deal. Big deal or no big deal. Damn it. Christian didn't write my tease for well, me. Well, my big deal, no big deal, to... was that we're going to go rapid-fire calls before before one. Yeah, and then at one, the risk the Patriots are assuming with Gerard Mayo. We'll get to all that next. All right, big deal, no big deal. This is a special edition. Gresh, for some reason or another, is in the hallway right now, kind of farting around with Ken because he doesn't want to go in the RV. So what we're going to do right now, since we don't actually have an official big deal, no big deal, this is go- this is going to be a caller, an interactive caller, big deal, no big deal. I'm going to go to you. you got to make your point, make your statement right away. Here comes Gresh right now. So, Gresh, what we're going to do is big deal, no big deal, caller edition. I'm going to pull up a caller. He's going to make a statement, make a give us an opinion. We're going to say big deal, no big deal. We're going to run through it right away. All right, and at 1 up. o'clock, we're going to go. Army. All right, Jeff's on the call first in California. Go ahead. You're up. Hey, how's it going? Um, so uh, I, I had a, a kind of a different take. Um, as far as Bill Belichick walking out the door with possibly $25 million and Gerard Mayo getting a contract from Kraft last year, I believe it was. I, I'm not 100% on that, but... How much did that factor in of if, if you bring in Vrabel and you bring somebody else and Mayo's out the door, how much money is going out the door with Mayo as well? So you're, now you're looking at $30 million out the door for somebody you don't have in-house. All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, big deal, no big deal. Too much money going out the door? Uh, No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to David in the car. You're on big deal, no big deal with Gresham Fourier. It's, this is going well. This is going great. Hey, David, thanks for the excitement. I'm just going to uh, drop David because I don't feel like dealing with it. Let's go to Nick in the car. You're on Big Deal, No Big Deal with Gresham Fourier. You know what? Who is – I am not po- – you know what? You're you're screwing with me, guys. Why no, is this not – No, no one's did I pressing the wrong button? At all. No, you're fine. They're just 
All right, let's go to Jack now. Why is it going? You guys are screwing with it. No, I swear to God, Why is it no going? one is. Hello? Oh, there, there we go. I felt like I was pressing How the wrong this? button. Say, hey, hey, Jack, you're on Gresham Fourier. I said, I said Jack, yeah. you're on big, big Deal, No Big Deal with Gresham Fourier. Go ahead, Jack. Okay, hey, fellas. So uh, Bill Belichick, whichever team he goes to, he's going to take some important members of the current staff on the Patriots coaching. Uh, thanks, Jack. All right. Uh, I do think that is important, though. Gresh, who is he going to take with him? Um, and who is it, who would be allowed to leave? Well, that's the thing. I wonder who would be allowed to go because then you're getting into the, like, say if Bill O'Brien uh, or if Bill Belichick wants to hire Bill O'Brien, does he have to make him offensive coordinator and assistant head coach to get him out of his contract here as just an offensive coordinator? They, then you start to get into the semantics of titles and who could leave and all that. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think Steve Belichick's going to be here. Because if you draw it Mayo, wouldn't you kind of want to keep Steve here? Yes. Wouldn't you beg him to stay? Because that way there's an obvious relationship, working relationship with those two, and the defense is in good hands, and I can manage the other things. Because he's going to need to devote more time to other things than just the defense. Correct. So, Steve Belichick, even though the Belichick boys, I think, are on record saying like they only want to coach with their dad, I think this would be a different set of circumstances where, you know what, if I'm going to make my own name, if I'm, if I'm going to get, if I'm Steve Belichick, if I need to get credit without my father being in the building, this, this is, is the time to do it, Agreed. right? Yep, very okay, much so. Good job. All right, Joe, uh, Joe in the car, you're on Big Deal, No Big Deal with Gresham Fourier. All right, I got two points. One on Belichick. Firstly, so happy he's fired. A, he covered Brady covered up so many of his, of, of Belichick's risks that he took and it paid off for him. And we think Belichick is this great coach because he had all these awesome decisions that he made. Well, you know what? That's easy to do when you have somebody like Brady covering up your mistakes the same way that he covered up for the team. Secondly, Belichick sucked before he got to the, before he got Brady, and he sucked after he got Brady. And third, he was going to leave anyways in three years. All right, Joe. That's a lot of anger. Listen, Gresh. Joe's a moron. Joe, sorry. You know, big deal. Uh, Joe's like, a moron. Yeah, done. There <laughs> yeah, you go. Absolutely. Like, come on, man. Like, seriously. You know the one to thing? Look at it as it was, to look at it as it was just Brady is silly. Then I guess, then you know what? Then Joe must disagree with Brady. Because Tom Brady, Brady said, "Because Tom Brady yesterday put a big thing out there that he wouldn't be him without Bill." So I guess Joe's one of those guys who might think that Tom Brady is an idiot. Hmm. Let's go to David in the car. You're on big deal, no big deal with Gresham Fourier. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up? So, hey, so here's, here's the whole thing, in my opinion, what's going on now with the Patriots. No, I'm a long time season holder, since the years, and 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 I'm done. I'm actually, I don't think I'm going to be real. It's this year coming up. This is a dumb move. This is the stupidest move that they made. Okay, they want to part ways with Belichick. I understand that. I respect it. It's a business. I know how things work. But the thing is, Mayo is not ready to be a head coach of this team. This is a clear indication that Mr. Kraft and Jonathan want to be in control. Is Jonathan looking to be the GM? Because you don't have a GM. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a defensive coordinator. You don't have an offensive line. So why does anybody think, New England fans, why do you all think that this is a good move by making Mayo a head coach? Well, okay, I don't know if you've David been listening, Carr. David, but uh, not everybody is uh, completely on board. And, again, there's the whole um, 
It feels like Robert Kraft made this decision 18 months ago. Whenever or is that a big sorry, deal? About 13 is that, is that yes. a big deal? Yeah. Why is that a big deal? What did this? he already assume that he was going to fail? No, no, no. I think there was the there was the whole hey Mayo's next. I don't care who's out there. Mayo's next. That's the decision that was made, not the when is Bill going to be done, when will Bill be done coaching. I think everybody knew they were trying to get the record here, and then that would have been the romantic send-off for Bill Belichick. Clearly, it didn't happen. But the fact that it was, oh, no, you're the next guy, and I don't care when, I don't, whether it's a year, two, or three years from now, you're still going to be the guy – that decision was made last year with incomplete information. All right, Tucker in the car, you're the last one on uh, big deal, no big deal. Make it quick. Hey, folks, big deal, no big deal. Nobody in Belichick's coaching tree has ever had NFL success. Gerard Mayo is part of that tree. Okay, uh, do players, I guess, okay, that's a good question. Real quick, can you, can you answer that? Is that, a, is that a big deal that nobody under him, no, no current coach that – was that learned under Bill ever had coaching success? I think that whole narrative is silly. It's true, though. It, it is true, but listen, every because we, we evaluate these people and it's not apples to apples. What Josh McDaniels dealt with in Las Vegas was different than what Matt Patricia dealt with in Detroit. It's different than what Joe Judge dealt with with the Giants. That doesn't mean I'm saying all these guys can coach, but I think to be like, well, the tree is pretty bare. How about look at those individual situations and sort of determine what the coach might have did wrong or the situation that the organization might have put themselves in. If you're looking at it in a vacuum and you're just saying all these guys can't coach, you're assuming that everything is equal and it isn't. That's yeah. my whole point. Kind of like this version of big deal, no big deal. That's the end of it. We got a break right now because uh, we got something even better to well, get to, which uh, I think I would call this reality check hour the reality check hour yeah uh for those who wonder about the history of first time head coaches in the nfl i would dare say some of you that are going to hear this list are going to quibble with some of the people that we said were hits and that were good on the head coaching end in the nfl wait until you hear this next